Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I see in your eyes the same fear that would take the heart of me. A day may come when the courage of men fails, when we forsake our friends and break all bonds of fellowship. But it is not this day. An hour of wolves and shattered shields when the age of men comes crashing down. But it is not this day. This day we fight. By all that you hold dear on this good earth, I bid you stand, men of the West! Well, hello everyone, and welcome to a very, uh, very interesting uh, show that we've got for you today. This is a crossover episode between the cast of Elder Scrolls Off the Record and Tales of Tamriel. I am one of the hosts on this roundtable format podcast. My name is Ivarwin, and I am joined by my, my lovely cast here, whom I am about to about to introduce in just a moment. But first, uh, I would like to I'd like to uh, introduce our, our guests of honor, uh, the one and only uh, my paladin brother in Tamriel, Agelos. Hey, Avarwin. Hey, chat room. Thank you so much for inviting us along. We are definitely excited to chat about Elder Scrolls tonight. Absolutely. Um, we've got a lot that we want to talk about. But first, uh, Jealous, if you don't mind, um, why don't you uh, introduce your, your cast, please? Absolutely. Uh, coming over all the way from Tales of Tamriel, we've got Avi Optimal over there in the corner. <laughs> in the corner. How are you doing, Avi? Oh, I'm doing really good. It's good to be here. And hello, chat room. Ah, nice. And uh, the man from all the way across the pond, and the one who makes us sound smarter just because he's British, that would be Esteldian. How are you, Esteldian? I'm doing very well, thank you very much. Great to be here. Excellent. And uh, Varwin, back to you, sir. Ah, uh, yes, thank you very much. Um, I am, of course, your uh, your host and fellow Tamrielic Traveler, and of course, uh, I am joined by uh, the one and only, the lady who can put a smile on your face with a candy corn in your palm, Liz, Mistress Lebe. Candy corn isn't chocolate. Come it's on. Not. It's not. You're right. Actually, we do have chocolate corn. Like, 
real corn really no it's 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 they're they're little bonbons they're made of hazelnut but they they look like pieces of corn uh, they're really actually one of the greatest things you'll ever taste oh my god that sounds good oh they're so good <laughs> anyway um <laughs> I love I love how how you mentioned corn that could be chocolate and like everyone on the show was just like it exists. <laughs> <laughs> oh, by the way, yeah, I'm holding Ivarwin ransom his birthday present ransom. Uh, he has to behave or else he's not going to get to see this corn. No, it's mine. It's my birthday gift. You have to give it to me. No, <laughs> it's together. No, I, I took a picture of the box and everything. I know. I was like, I'm holding this ransom. I know. <laughs> Horrendous! Oh God, I can't wow, wait. Wow, that's just cruel. I know, right? I know. My, my birthday's in six days, and this is how, how I'm being treated. <laughs> <laughs> um, of course, we've got uh, the the one and only uh, he the the man who has traveled from one end of Nern to the other, collecting tomes of tome like stuff. Uh, the Mike, the time relic historian. Hello, everybody. <laughs> Yeah, I can't believe you're holding this chocolate corn, you know, ransom. And the first thing that came to my mind is something that I would not want to put anywhere near my mouth that is chocolate and corn looking that is gross and disgusting. Oh, yeah. Mm. <laughs> now everybody that. has that picture in their mind. Yeah. Mm. That's and this is supposed to be room. a family show. My <laughs> oh, goodness. That sounded like a poop reference. <laughs> <laughs> and the guy who kicked Chuck Norris in the mustache and lived to tell about it. <laughs> <laughs> Rob Rage Philosophy. Hey everybody. This is uh kind of interesting. I don't have my webcam on, so my bandwidth might actually be good tonight. I know, I know. Ooh. It's gonna be uh this is gonna be great. Hello everybody, hello chat room. Got some uh great discussion topics for you tonight. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Um alright, so then yeah, I, let me let's just get into it, I suppose. Um, so this is a crossover episode called An Honest Look at ESO, and tonight's goal is to examine some of the aspects of the game and give our opinions for good or bad. Uh, now, Guilty told me last night, and I quote, This is a great game, but it's being managed very poorly. And I think everyone here can at least agree to most of that, if not all of that. Absolutely. Yep. Uh, now, this isn't going to be an, in quotes, hate cast where we dump on the game and Zoss, but we're also not going to sugarcoat the cold, hard truth of what's going on in the game and the future implications of how it's currently being managed. Now, that said, we're going to show you the reasons why this game is worth fighting for, what we love about it so much, what makes us passionate about discussing it, and why we believe making this game one of the best MMOs of all time is not a lost idea. What you're about to hear is an open format, a roundtable discussion between the cast of Tales of Tamriel and Elder Scrolls Off the Record. There's no bumpers, no segments, no real direction in the flow of the conversation. That's intentional, as we want to have this episode sound kind of like an open dialogue between the hosts. Now, additionally, it will not appear on YouTube either. Now, we're not doing this to make a little side cash or create some publicity for our podcasts. This radio episode will be featured on both the ESOTR and Tales of Tamriel feed. You can get it on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, DungeonCrawlerNetwork.com, QuestGamingNetwork.com. Am I missing anything, Agelos? No, sir. I think that's uh, that's everywhere that you can get it. <laughs> uh, neither of these platforms are monetized. None of them. So this isn't about money, all right? This is an honest moment for ourselves, talking to each other about our opinions and, and hearing what our live chat room, who's here, by the way, hello, chat, 
uh, has to say on these subjects. Our eighth cast member. Right. (laughs) No notes are prepared. No agenda highlighted. Just, you know, if our opinions insult you in any way, please remember, we're fully aware that we do not represent the entire community. Mm. All right. So with that, let's begin. Uh, I'd like to make a point. What's that? I'd like to make a point because I've, I've been thinking about this all day long. Please as go to, you know, go right on good ahead. and bad and ugly, you know, and one of the things I must say that, you know, Zoss has done an amazing job with is at one point in time, listening to their community and doing what the community wanted. Now, sometimes it wasn't implemented in the best way, but they still tried to do something. And I'm really referring to the concept of the um, veteran ranks and the champion points. And back when they first announced it, that they were getting rid of veteran ranks because the community didn't want it. They put a ton of effort into that that could have been used in development for other things. They came up with the champion points, and I was really disappointed because I thought that when the champion points were going to come out, that let's say you were a VR-14 heavy armor wearer, that you would have to put points into a tree that it would allow you to wear first the, um, uh, I can't remember the, the, the four medals in the veteran ranks. But, you know, each of the four, every time you put a point in, you'd be able to use that metal in your armor and be able to wear that next upgrade. So getting rid of the, the gear grind that they're stuck with with the VR levels that they have right now. You know, so, you know, that's one thing I want people to think about is that, you know, a lot of problems that we're facing is that the community said they don't like the VR levels. Zoss put a ton of manpower into coming up with these champion points. But I feel that's whoever was like the lead on the champion points had a great idea, but didn't think about it in the way that should have been because now it's causing new problems. <laughs> yeah, and, here. You know, and to, to piggyback off of that, the first, what, uh, first six updates, which came out incredibly quickly, <clears throat> excuse me, were almost all initiated by the community. Uh, different people going on saying things like, we need this, we need this, Uh, combat's too floaty, well then they change that, they change animations. Uh, This doesn't feel like an Elder Scrolls game, I can't take stuff. You know, I I honestly believe they've sort of rushed a lot of these things in because people were going, this does not feel like Elder Scrolls, this does not feel like an MMO, you gotta pick one or the other, and they they spent a lot of time at the very beginning, and I and I. If you listen to any of our tales episodes, you'll know that I staunchly defended them because people, even people who were uh, saying about content gap in terms of uh, no new trials, Imperial City, which we saw prior to the game even being released, not coming out till recently, things of that nature. Like, why aren't they out yet? Why aren't they out yet? It's because you know a lot of what happened in the early early stages of development was they had plans in place and everything just got you know the mule cart got pushed off the road because they're like listen guys people are complaining about champ or uh, veteran ranks people don't want to play our game anymore let's listen to our community and let's fix this so i believe a lot of stuff got pushed back only because of community involvement at the very beginning where they were actively listening going people hate this stuff let's change it and make it better right i think that's that's pretty pretty well known to be honest you know a lot of the the drought that we've seen in in pve and updates and dlc um has has basically been because of of exactly that now now liz i hear you giggling over there what what's that all about what do you got i love it i was listening to an episode of tales of tamriel where they were saying you know um 
they're do- they've been doing everything we wanted, and um, if things are getting broken, I think it's our fault, not Tales of Tamriel's fault, but the people <laughs> that have been griping. And I cheered at that moment. I was like, thank you, somebody else is realizing this. Um, and, and, and Varwin, you said that, that these things are kind of known. I, don't, I think they might have been known, but I don't think they're remembered by a lot of people. Oh, yeah, of that, course, because you know, it's and, very... And I really do think that this champion says... I mean, how long was it... Um, since the beginning of the game until they said, okay, champion systems coming into place. That was a really quick decision. It was. Well, I, well I think veteran it was ranks really were rushed a quick in. decision. Well, now, let's, now, let's, now let's hit the brakes here for a second here because I've, I've seriously enjoyed having the champion system in the game as how it's personally meant for my character and its progression. But I know that in regards to PvP, okay, which... This might open up either a can of worms or a can of whoop ass on my side, but because um, to my to this day I have no idea what the hell PvP is doing in an Elder Scrolls game in the first goddamn place. Um, but it's there. Hello, welcome. Uh, giant scar on my nose. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, whatever. <laughs> and I really think what they should have done with the PvP is really gate it differently, so that when you entered in certain functionality of like your um, your skills would be toned to a more balanced PvP experience, so that that way, if you're PVEing, you know, like I play a Nightblade, I get 2.8 seconds on Shadow Cloak. It's like every Elder Scrolls has had invisibility, and you know, a couple of them have had Chameleon, where it can last 30 seconds, a minute. It's like, what is this 2.8 seconds crap? Well, a, a, well definitely because it has to be balanced. Yeah, definitely a, a very a very tiny microcosm of of part of the reason why PvP in an Elder Scrolls game is a tricky at best. But but here we are, it's there and and you know, it's a lot of fun. We've had a lot of fun playing it, but but the fact is is that in regards to the the champion system and PvP, it's a major major problem. Um but I haven't really seen a problem in regards to personally anyway the champion system in PVE. Uh, is there someone here that can briefly explain for the audience who maybe like myself don't know the intricacies of of the champion system and how it breaks PVP and possibly if it has broken PVE as well? I can just briefly um, unless yeah. anyone else wants to jump in here. Uh, a lot yeah, of these- well, you go ahead. Okay, well, Steldian, you can do this too. Go ahead, man. Yeah, he's got the sexy Doctor Who voice. Let's. That's right. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. Let him talk. Doctor yeah. is in. Uh, put, I'll just put down my sonic screwdriver and we Please can Please do. Begin. I'm taking my pants. I'll take mine. Hold on. Hold on. Okay, here we go. I just got mine in the mail. Yeah. Oh yes. <laughs> Before I get into the actual specifics, um, I think one of the issues with the champ system is is they've kind of carelessly plopped it into the game without. Because they always talk about diminishing returns, and that's how they're going to stop it from getting out of hand. And that was their great theory. But if you've actually looked at your champ points and when you've placed them in, the diminishing returns kicks in at a ridiculously fast rate. Um, yeah. I think once you get 10 points in heavy armor, for example, it's already down to 0.1% and 0.2%. And that takes you all the way up to 100 points where you finally get a total of 25%. Well, given that 10 points gives you, what, 5% into the total? Mm-hmm. That's a hell of a fast diminishing return. So... There's such a big gap between someone who's got a lot of points and someone who doesn't. The theory was supposed to be, oh, there's not much difference between a guy with 1,000 and a guy with 100 because of diminishing returns. But that's just not the case because the diminishing return stays the same from 10 points pretty much all the way up to the end. 
what they should have done is done it much smartly. Like the first 20 points gives you 15% increase to whatever the stat is. And then the last 80 points is where you're going to get the next 10% from there. So first 20 points gives you 15% boost. By the time you get to 50 points, you've got, you got a 20% boost. And the whole last 50 points in, the tr- in, in a uh, one star gets you only 5% suddenly those who've got a small amount of points are actually not nearly as bad off as those far away. And, and that's where the problem comes in PvP. If you've got someone who's got, say, 500 points and you're a new guy with no points, well, 500 points gets you a 25% boost to your damage. If you're physical, you've gone with mighty, so you've maxed out with 100 points. So that's 25% more damage you're doing. You've got points in your blocks, you're 25% less stamina taken when you're blocking, maybe 25% less for tumbling, so you're rolling and break free at a discount. You've got um, a 25% higher regen or 25% cost reduction. Um, it's, it's a pretty huge gap between nothing and lots of points. And there's still a disturbing gap between having a few hundred points and having a few hundred even beyond that. There's, there's, there's diminishing returns has been badly implemented in the game where it just kicks in way too fast. And so the gap just gets too big. All right, so so just to yeah. recap here, briefly stated, you know, people who go into PvP, you've got two people. One that doesn't have a lot of champion points and the other one who does have a lot of champion points. And even though they may be at this point VR16 and have the exact same gear, the the champion point uh, disparity makes the, the other guy a much overwhelming and impossible challenge to overcome as a result of those points. Yeah, there'll be a bigger gap between that than there isn't gear, to be honest. You could have your vet 10 gear compared to some with a lot of champ points that destroy you. Now, how does this translate, or does it, over to PvE? I just want to give one quick thing here for you. They mentioned this in ESO Live, that uh, a guy had soloed the Moleg Ball event in Imperial City. He had 40k in Magicka and 25k regen on his Magicka. There are two players in the game that are over 2,000 champion points already. There's 15 people that are between 1,400 and 1,900. And there's 100 plus that are over the 1,000 cap. Just to give you an idea of, you know, how ridiculous this is getting. Yeah, they said it was going to get out of hand, but I don't think they expected it to get out of hand this fast with the champion system. Well, We thought it would be years to get the 3,600... Uh, yeah. Champion points. Well, that's we, we like, knew people you know, were going to get them faster, though. Yeah, well, that's, that's a thing, that's though. Because they nerf everything that's experience wise in this game other than grinding, so somebody's going to go out there they, and grind like crazy. Uh, Zoss has, has always, at every step of the way, grossly underestimated their player base. I remember before the game came out, Paul Sage told us, it, you know, hundreds of hours of getting through all of the content from from level from level one to the final, you know, gold gold content. And and now and now we're at a we're at a point now where it's like, does does anybody actually a do that? And b if they do, uh, do don't they get through it in like two weeks at the most? Yeah. Uh, so so that's just one part in particular in where you know they grossly underestimated the ability of 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 the gamers another time they grossly um underestimated the the ability of the gamer is when they int- implemented trials they thought oh this is paul sage again said this is oh going to be my. extremely difficult very 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 hard <laughs> w- what happened with that i i love the quote they said originally 
it'll take a really like when they ask how long it was going to take it, oh this will take a really dedicated and coordinated group of players and it'll probably take them about 45 minutes to clear and that was what they said 13 minutes 45 yeah <laughs> day one well, getting oh. down to like 13 minutes are you kidding now me? i'm not saying that that you know the the problem exists where you know they just can't their can't get their stuff together uh and and uh, by this point what i'm trying to say is <laughs> by this point they should whatever their estimations are on on their their players content they should they should go beyond those estimations as well Mm-hmm. because they we've had many times in the past that the the community has been grossly underestimated so when putting in this champion system why wasn't there some something in place where they said here's what we think they're going to be but in the past we know we've underestimated them so why can't why sh- we should just increase increase things here and there and and mm-hmm. make it you know the barrier to entry or the barrier to successful completion that much harder can I? I don't want to jump off this topic, but since you mentioned it, can I? Can I touch on something that I'm not real fond of as yeah, a player that's coming up? Yeah. Um, I'm thinking they're doing this poorly, and some people may disagree, but I'm sure you guys heard because of a lot of this issue with PvP. Uh, one of the things they're adding is a a champion point um, campaign where you just can't have any, right? That's fine. I, I am actually more fine with that than I am with anything else. But they're adding a cap to champion points. Does anyone else feel like... Hate it. Really hate it. I mean, why don't you just... Don't add a cap. Just add a catch-up mechanic for the people who are behind. I'll, if I were limited in my play, this is me personally. Like, if I have time to play, not you know, like... Avarwin, say you log in after work and you go, okay, I'm going to play, mm-hmm. but you've hit your champion point cap and you're capped for the next, well, they're saying they're planning on doing it quarterly, I think. So you're cha- you're capped on champion points for a quarter and you're only a month in. you got two months where you're not actually advancing your character. Right. Would that just not upset you? That would, it depends on on what I'm trying to do for sure. It definitely depends on my goals. You know, if, and, and this is another thing I wanted to bring in too, is the reward system in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, character progression in, in this game, no one, it's, it's just scatterbrained. It really is. Everyone thought that that character progression was going to be gearing up. That hasn't happened. And, and if it has happened for the Zoss team, they implemented it like complete crap. So where's character progression in the game at VR 16? It exists in the champion points. But again, if you're a heavy PvP and you don't have a lot of time on your hands, then that kind of stinks too. And now what you're saying, Agelos, is they're putting in, you know, this this cap as well, which I'm glad you touched on because I wanted to rotate back on that because I know there's going to be some listeners saying, "Oh, but hey, they're fixing it, guys." Um it's it. There's no incentive there. You're right. Once you hit that cap in champion points, there's no incentive to log in because it's not like going through dungeons and getting gear rewards from dungeons is a way to progress. And it's not like those champion points, once you've hit that ceiling, is going to be a way to progress. So where's your progression? A uh, plum pop pilot in chat says, and it says, apparently you can still earn champion points after the cap. You just can't spend them. Well, that's the same thing. 
I mean, yeah, it kind yeah, of no is a roughly the same thing. I mean, you're still earning to a point, but... What the hell difference does it make if my employer gives me $50,000 in a check, but I can't cash it until I'm 70 years old? I don't care. It's a piece of paper. You rip it up and throw it in the garbage. You know? I <laughs> right. I don't know. I've just... Uh, Avi, I liked it in Estelle, and I haven't heard you guys too much yet, or, or even Rob, to be honest. But, uh, I mean... Would I, I understand Zoss is trying to fix it, and I do appreciate the fact they're fixing it, but just like the implementation of the champion system, the implementation of the veteran ranks, which, in case people weren't aware, veteran ranks weren't in the game at the start. Veteran ranks were added as a knee-jerk reaction when people complained that they wanted to see every alliance on every faction. They had to figure out a way of allowing people to go to silver and gold. That's when they oh. added... Champion I was going to mention events. that earlier when you were talking about the whole Zoss taking over people's, you know, taking on the ideas of community. The problem is that's a double-edged sword and it's caused just as many problems as they tried to fix with it. <laughs> yeah. They came along and went, oh, we'll put veteran ranks in because people want to see both the, the, the levels. And actually veteran ranks weren't that awful to begin with because they were challenging as hell. And so it wasn't a grind to get to max VR. It was a bloody challenge and it was actually kind of well, exciting. That, that first VR rank hit like a hammer, though, because you were used to being able to kill things, and then yeah. you came across, you know, a stink bug, and it wiped your entire party. And That's it was fine. like, welcome to the big leagues. You know, there was there was like that, that point where like VR one and VR two were just almost impossible, and I think a lot of people yeah. got like really pissed about that. But then once you hurt cleared that hurdle, it became much easier, much more responsive, and then they started nerfing. Yeah, and they nerfed like, okay. everything. Yeah, uh, that was a huge problem. Really, yeah. they just needed to nerf VR one and VR two, like to mobs. ease you into it a little bit. Exactly. That's, yeah. Now you've right across the board. Delayed the problem as well now, because what happens is people come along and the VR ranks are a really easy, which makes them really boring to do because it's just a slow, tedious. I mean, I can't even be asked to get off my horse to kill most of the mobs. Cause I'm like, you're just not worth it. I'm going to get off. You're going to fall over. And I'm going to get my horse. I take longer dismounting and getting on again. I do killing you guys. It's like just get out <laughs> my way. Do me a favor. And so it's just a tedious grind. And what's worse is you get to the end game and then you get people who have no idea about blocking, no idea about interrupting because <laughs> they haven't need to learn that at one point in the game. Whereas the original veteran ranks, you learn or you're never going to progress. You're going to keep dying and dying and dying. As oh, say, come as on. I've got a great healer change. that keeps me alive because I can't get out of the red. Well, <laughs> fire is buff, right? I always fire is a buff. buff. <laughs> well, if, you don't mind, if you guys don't mind, I mean, I, I'd like to touch on this whole champion point. Yeah, yeah please go ahead, Rob. Because I mean, I, I haven't really spoken a whole lot about it on the podcast, but I know people that have uh, come into our team speak have heard me, you know, gripe about it. Um, I think that you know the, the champion point system was uh, just just as you said earlier, um, an excellent idea implemented poorly. Um, and as far as how it, it, it ties into PVE, yeah, whatever, that, that's great. Uh, the, the issue where it is, is 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 with PvP. Now, I, I, I think like probably one of the biggest ways, or one of the easiest ways that they could just fix this, okay? If you want to do character progression, good, great, wonderful, that's awesome, then turn it off when you are in Cyrodiil. Just disable it. That's you know that's my recommendation. And whether you agree with me or not on it, it's it's like yes, the 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 disparity between 
two players where there is a significant difference in champion point balance um, is pretty sickening and disheartening. Um, I've seen it. I mean, even with some of the changes they've made now with Imperial City, it's still there. And, yeah, it's, it's frustrating. I am not a hardcore PvPer. I'm not even a PvPer at all. But I do enjoy going in, you know, throwing down, a, you know, every now and then. But at the same time, it, it's like, I feel like being put into, um, I guess, like, I, I, I always will have this, this label of mediocrity because... You know, God forbid I actually, you know, go to work and provide a roof over my house and I don't have time yeah. uh, to sit and grind out and reach 2,000 champion points six freaking months after the uh, system was released. Um, you know, I mean, I, I've, I've come up with, you know, or, or made suggestions as to, okay, here's what they could do regarding this champion system. I'll throw this out here now. Um, you know, you, you guys are against a cap. I mean, I'm for a cap, but I'm for an overall cap, period. I mean, like, okay, now the cap is 3,600. I say cut that crap down to 900. 900 champion points total. Do not make it account wide. And remove the restrictions on you divide one-third of it into mage, one-third into thief, another into warrior. No, if you want to dump all 900 points into a warrior and you become the tick, but you might as well be holding a toothpick, <laughs> then, okay, you can do that. But at the same time, if if you want to be an absolute glass freaking cannon, dump all that crap into the thief or the mage, but you know what? Someone will throw a toothpick at you and you're dead. Did we you know? Did we offer this suggestion of, of enabling the, the champion point system for PvE, but disabling it totally for PvP? That, that that is what I mentioned earlier. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, they're they're even the the champion point system. They are going to be playing with a campaign that just disables it. Which I'm I would love to see. You know the the, the stats that come out of that. Unfortunately, I don't think they'll release them. But um, uh, I, I think that that's actually a really good idea. I think uh, I happen to think so too. Is there anyone here well, that's opposed to something like that? No, I'm, but I'd like to say no. it's unbelievable they've never done that to the non-vet rank PVPs. Unreal they let champ points in that place. Yeah, yeah. That, that's yeah. kind of... The whole idea of why they added the non-vet in the first place was... Are you was, kidding me? So people could... Are you fair? And vet ranks experience too much advantage. <laughs> oh, like, yeah. Okay, well, here's the non-vet. So you can have your champ points. All 1,000 of them. <laughs> oh, great. Thanks. Yeah, 1,000 champ points when you go in there as a, a sub-level VR14. You just wreck. I know quite a few PvPers, I'm going to say it that way, who specifically tried farming Emperor in there because it was easier because they it, the champion points were account wide. So they had like, you know, 2000 champ points and they just murdered everything in there because with the battle scaling, um, there, there's a very certain level that you get to where it's optimal. And once you hit that level, you are so much better than everything else. Um, and at, once you're before or after that, it's not that good. Um, but going in at like rank 10, I think that's when your battle level the highest. I could be wrong on this, but with like 800 champion points, you just wreck face because most of the people who are in there, 
I shouldn't say most because eventually it caught on, but the whole purpose of it was for people who just jumped in the game. And how disconcerting is it if you are jumping in the game as a new player and get just completely wrongful stomped by someone and going, oh my goodness, is this what PvP's like? I didn't even get a chance. Oh, it's Not- yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's that's I can't believe that allowing people in the in the in the uh, the the pre-veteran areas of PvP are even allowed to walk in there with their champion points. I, I, I'm, <laughs> I talk about how did they not see that coming? How did that get past Q and A? How did they not? How did they not figure that out? Like that might be a bad idea. I mean, and this is another thing that I think is a real problem with 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 Zoss. I don't think these people play their own goddamn game. Mm-hmm. I don't I think, think they, they should do actually that. play some other games like first person shooters where, you know, you your skill determines what you get and bringing in, you know, increased weapons and increased armor and these champion points and everything like this that, you know, you rely, rely less on your skill as a player and more on, you know, these crazy mechanics that make it like, you know, just insane that you, you're a walking god with the guy with 2000 plus champion points. You know, he walks in there and kills Moloch Ball a a dungeon that's supposed to be four people. He solos it. You think he's not emperor? You know, in his campaign. Oh yeah, it's, oh, it's nobody yeah. can touch him. Let's let's add a little sobriety to the discussion here. Um, Avi, do you have anything that that you want to maybe extend on this? Uh, maybe add some more information. Is there any kind of information on this? Because to me, like this blows my mind. Uh, is there yeah. any information here that maybe a listener is saying like, you know, it's about time they mentioned this already? It might turn the conversation. Um. Well, I just wanted to. Sorry, I just wanted to kind of. One more thing for me for that conversation, sure. though, for the when it comes to limiting champion point gain, you shouldn't discipline your players for lim- by limiting champion point gain. I think <laughs> exactly. that's a bad idea. You know, it's not their what? fault to have more time than us or that they could, you know, work on improving their characters. That's where the catch up mechanic should come in. And mm-hmm. that's what they should be focusing on. Like Rob said, an overall limit to the champion point to how many champion points you can have. I think that's a great idea. Avi, you're, you hit it right on the head. Why punish the people who actually want to play your game? Yeah, <laughs> yeah don't 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 limit, don't limit them. They're the ones playing and enjoying the game, and you're just gonna you're gonna keep them away from that. All right. What about let's now let's jump on on something that's that is related, but in a more overall sort of topic that I definitely want to touch on here, and that is the reward system. Yeah. Whether you're now now here's here's what bothers me, and Liz, you can back me up on this 110. percent complain about it a lot <laughs> what's that yeah you complain about it a lot <laughs> <laughs> hell yeah well when we go into when we go into a dungeon all right we run in there we have fun legitimately we have fun that's one of the best things about this game is is the the dungeons are absolutely fantastic i really enjoy them oh yeah yeah we should actually probably mention that of our one just just so people know I, I've got to admit with you, we were talking about this. The dungeons, like the, the four-player dungeons, mind you. Yeah. Uh, and even Dragonstar Arena, I will say that much as well, yeah. are some of the best small group content I've ever played. Like the dungeons are fun. The mechanics are varied. Like some of those fights are just in insanity, absolute insanity. And I mean, eventually after you learn them and you get, you know, enough champion points, you, you, you can start tearing through them as most games are. But when you're playing these, oh my goodness, are they, they've done something good with their four man dungeons. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Something fantastic. The, the problem is again, like everything else, so the champions we talked about and everything before then they brought this great 
thing in and what they've done with it they give you a crap all experience and as we're about to talk about bugger all loot as well so it's like well, what the hell is the point i'm punished for doing the most fun content you've put in the damn game and i'm glad and you I'm hit like, on that that's exactly what i wanted to i mean is there anybody here that can tell me that they did not hit the dungeon experience out of the park as far as how you go in there and play and is there anyone here that just does not like the dungeons in the game the only thing i don't like about the dungeons is that oftentimes I end up grouping up with people who are not like yourself, Liz, or Agelos, where you actually want to experience the dungeon. You know, mm -hmm. there's so many people that just want to run through it as fast as they can, get the gold key, and get the hell out of there. And oh, it's like, seriously, you know, for some people like myself, I'm not a big PvE dungeon explorer. You know, I enjoy a lot of the solo content. I enjoy other aspects of the game. And finding groups is sometimes very difficult, especially as a DPS. Well, I mean, and, that's, um, yeah, I mean, that, you know, that's so a, when yeah, I go into a dungeon, I, I want to be able to experience it. And so often you get the group leader who's just like, you know, oh, we got to get through this faster. I got to get, you know, I got two yeah. other, you know, dungeons I got to run today. And it's like, dude, I'm your friggin' dude, dude, I'm so you, like that. This is where <laughs> another game has done this so well. Okay. And it's Final Fantasy 14. They have something called a dungeon. <clears throat> it's not a dungeon finder. It's a dungeon board. It's literally like a bulletin board where you can post up a little and it shows your group. Okay. And it goes, you know, you have a tanker and you can put who you're looking for and it shows the slots that are filled and that are empty. Says the dungeon you're going into. You can even select the type of experience. Is this a clear run? And you can write a little note going, hey, I'm after this for story or I'm after this for clear. How much would you get use out of something like that? Because then you can look at the group list and going, oh, someone's working on uh, the White Gold Tower. Oh, this is a, a, a story mode group. They're going to go slow. I'm joining these guys. Or that would be you're, awesome. You're in the yeah, I like that going, more than the zone chat. So every, every game should do that. Yes. Oh, yeah, now. Absolutely. It's just... So, so the dungeons, fantastic. Absolutely. Tell me Amazing why. Content. Tell me why I should. I, why should I play the dungeon? The quest gold at the key. beginning for the skill point, and that is it. And the gold key. <laughs> and the gold key. Yeah, the gold have, keys are the like, main thing. Personally, I never do any scratch offs because I'm the most unlucky human being in the world. <laughs> Uh, so when I get that gold key, I know I might as well just throw it in the in the uh, in the water because it's better spent down there with the slaughterfish. See, if I've only never they gotten let anything. Other out of people that. open the gold keys for you because they says I'm practically having an affair with Lady Luck. I've actually had <laughs> other people give me their keys from PvP and say, "Please open these," because every time I open, I get nothing, and I open it up and I get like rings of the archer. And I did that for somebody oh, I opened, like five boxes and got like. Uh, four rings or something like that. He's like, dude, you just made me like half a million gold. <laughs> it drives me nuts on on that. But what what I'm trying to point out is that I have a hell of a lot. In spite of, despite of the, the fact that when I run through a dungeon, I literally get nothing other yeah. than leveled gold and gear that I'm going to 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 break down. Which doesn't mean much of anything because even the gear that you break down isn't. You can barely sell for anything because it's too common. Right. So my bank is filled with tons of, you know, blacksmithing and woodworking mats, but really that's about it. And then, you know, hopefully I get a gold key and a silver key. I run over to the chest, which the undaunted thing is a fantastic addition to the game. Mm -hmm. It really is a fantastic addition. But damn it all, every single time I turn that key, I get absolutely nothing or it's it's uh it's something that I can't use. So if it's a good drop, I've never actually I've gotten one time one time I've actually gotten a drop that I could use. 
and that was the um, the shoulders for um, Engine Guardian set. I have still not received the helmet for that. Still, and, and I, I got and it's that. It's so funny because I've only done one gold key run and gotten a gold key, and I got shoulders that first time. Like, my, you look, you look see, on the bright uh, side of it, though. You're getting at least you still have a reason to run the dungeons because you're constantly getting the gold key trying to get something. For the rest of the, I've got all the hounds. Like, well, I really don't give a crap. I don't even have the gold key to look forward to. I open and go, oh god, another one of these bloody shoulders. It's thing. not. It's I not the have three of these. I, it's not the bright side of Stelly. And if I by the end of the night I want to pick up a kit and throw it through the window. Yeah. But I, I, it's oh my god. At least you go again the next day. I, I'm like, oh, I've got no reason to run these anymore. Uh, Hashtag don't actually, abuse Khajiit. It yeah. actually slows down my experience. Mm game by doing this dungeon when I could be doing something else which uh-huh. is really boring but more efficient for my character and that's why you get people rushing to dungeons so fast they want their key and also mm-hmm. while they're in there it's wasted time it oh, is. that's what it is I mean, the rest of your character is a waste of time except for that key so they just want to get in 10 minutes boom that's why people can't be asked to hang around does anyone want to suggest something and, I, and I'm going to spin off on this one too All right, um, something that, that we can add to to let make these dungeons other than other than um, it, that we can make these dungeons more rewarding to add to the reward system because champion points probably not the best way to reward a person after you know uh, at this point in the game mm-hmm. the gear the gearing options in the game is just not where it's at I mean I would like to suggest maybe you know uh, <laughs> what we've seen in World of Warcraft which is what kept me in the dungeons in those games yeah. Which like is like a token system to allow you to buy stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely, the reason to do it. They should also add for sub VR fourteen a daily reward for a huge experience boost. I'm talking like a huge. Ex- you finish it, you get a tome that you can read, a tome of knowledge, and it gives you a massive experience boost, which would allow you to level characters by running dungeons. Because yes. even though the experience is awful, but if you get this book that goes, huh, this gives me almost a full level or something, absolutely I'd run it on a low level. The yeah. question as is, long though, as it was bound to that low level character. Because this oh, yeah, is what no, I could see oh, happening. Yeah. Just like the keeps, that, just like yeah, the keeps, What I could see happening trade. is it, it'd be a count bound. And you oh. know, people would put it in their bank and then they'd get their VR 14, VR 13 character and they'd be opening these books. Versus it's meant for like... A level ten character. Uh, is there to anyone? Use. Is there anyone here that would that would say no to to a token system? You run into the dungeon, you know, you kill X amount of bosses, you know, you do all the uh, the the uh, the gold challenge uh, content for for the dungeon. Maybe you get a, you know, uh, and then that all of that gives you a certain amount of tokens that you can save up in order to buy yourself from a vendor a really awesome piece of high-level gear that's going to make you more powerful. I mean, is there, is there anything wrong with that in this game that anyone can see? Uh, not wrong as such, but I will point out that it's always having a token system, but, well, the Telvar Stone's a token system, and how many of you give a crap about getting any of that gear? Well, that's only because that gear's yeah, crap. Yeah, it depends well, on the well, gear. If it was exactly, good I mean, gear, I'd go yeah, after it. But that, that's the question, isn't it? The token system can be added, but given their track record so far, is there going to be any gear you actually want to spend your tokens on? Are you just going to sit no. there going, oh good, I've got some more tokens. I want to get gear that's going to be able to get me through. See, here, here's how World of Warcraft does it. And and I know there are people saying like, well, well Jesus, if I want to just play World of Warcraft, if this is what you want. I'm just saying this is what I know it got me into the game and maybe as an idea. So, so you hit VR 16, all right? You go running through, through the, the normal dungeons. You get a you get a certain token that you can spend 
that's going to upgrade your gear. And that upgraded gear is going to get you through the um, the uh, the veteran rank dungeons. You upgrade your gear again through the veteran rank dungeons. Now you're ready for things like Dragon Star Arena and Trials. And then that is what drops the ultimate gear for that era in the game. That particular DLC, that particular expansion, whatever you want to call it. And then when the sure. next, you know, big raid or big Dragon Star Arena or the big arena drops, then you have the choice, you have the chance of using the gear that you got out of the first arena and you go into the next one and gear up through there as well. Well, to tell you what I would like to see if you're going to have a token system like that is, and it's, we're never going to see it because they monetize this like there's no tomorrow, oh, is God. to have things like, you know, I remember you guys talking, I think it was on Tales of Tamriel, about the horse that, you know, you had to finish the dungeon to get, you know, yeah. and to really have like the token system where you can buy something like we had, oh, that's right, the loyalty rewards program. The fact that you see people with the little uh, mini, um, uh, Dwemer Sphere or the Rothgar Ice Pet, that you'd be able to buy one of these things because not one of the, the, the ones already out, but something coming out that says, look at, you know, I've completed a hundred dungeons and I now have, you know, this pet or this horse or this costume that I can wear. Oh, yeah. That's what would make people go for rewards. Uh, rewards are, it, this is, and Esteldian will, will probably tell you this as well. Um, because we're kind of old school gamers. The fact that I find it kind of silly that you have to incentivize people to play your games. But that's the kind of era we live in nowadays. <laughs> let, let me, uh, you know what, uh, the most recent World of Warcraft expansion, they did away with the token system for dungeons. Nobody runs dungeons now. Like at all. Well, it sounds a lot like Elder Scrolls Online. Exactly, and they're seeing that. <laughs> they're actually bringing it back in their next expansion because they, they, they wanted to get away from that daily dungeon because everyone was complaining. This is this is the thing I love. I, I love players because they were complaining. I don't want to log in and do my day. I don't want to cap my points this week. I don't want to do that. That's stupid. I feel obligated to play. So Blizzard goes, okay, we'll we'll remove and Zoss does a lot of this too, which Zoss, don't don't get me wrong. I'm gonna tell you this, you tried something hard, okay? Like you're trying to listen to player base, and I really appreciate that. But I'm gonna tell you something right now. Sometimes the players don't know what they want or what they think they want is not what is really good because that's what people in World of Warcraft thought they wanted. We don't want this token system anymore. Screw it. So they removed it. Uh, jealous. No one you, runs dungeons. Who, who are you no kidding? A jealous? It. No, they're, they're not listening to this. Like we're not we're not on Twitch right now, PvPing, no. so they don't care about what we're saying. No. <laughs> but it's <laughs> Let's true. get that out there. <laughs> another, another MMO producer uh, from Final Fantasy fourteen, and I love this guy for this one reason. Uh, Yoshi P is their their producer, and he listens to the community. But he's outright told people when they said we want this added, he goes, no. And they're like, what? You don't listen to your computer? He's like, no, I listen to the community. I just know that's not what you want. If I added it, you would hate it in a week because that's just not the type of – I'm going to take your idea and I'm going to change it the way I want because it's my game. And people are hooked on that game like crazy. Guess what? They do the daily – like the uh, things to make people log in, the, the, the token rewards, stuff like that. And people log in all the time. They're like – 
huge, but it, it's one of those things where it's fine to listen to a community. But what it what is that old adage? The armchair developer. You've uh-huh. not you don't know how it works. You think it's it, it's like the the sandbox. Um, craze that has been happening lately everyone wants a sandbox everyone wants a sandbox but when they get a sandbox they don't know what to do exactly i can't make my own content you've got to give me something (laughs) oh this sucks i think at some point we could probably turn the finger uh toward us on this a little bit so there you go (laughs) no no just to be fair of course i've always said that about people sandbox elements are fine to an extent but it's Sometimes people don't know what they want and you can't listen and cater to everyone all the time when it comes to decisions. Sometimes you just got to make your decision and roll with it. Well, I think they've they've actually are are making a very hard line move toward that since um uh the management has changed a little bit in the spring. Um I feel like that's that's definitely a way in which they're they're proceeding. Yeah, for better um, or worse. For better or worse. We'll Along the lines out. of the sandbox thing, though, I want to say the one community that in the Elder Scrolls that has impressed me the most of any game ever is the RP community. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, they make their own content. And, you know, the stuff that they want is easily implementable. It's not something you have to, you know, do crazy stunts and feats to get. You know, I was running through... Um, Bankerai, and I ran into a coven of vampires holding some type of strange worship thing in one of the crypts. I was never more scared or like awe inspired in anything else in the game, and this was all cre- uh, character created content. All right, who's ready to start getting real pissed? <laughs> and uh, speaking, uh, I of mean real that pissed, facetiously, of course. <laughs> Go ahead, jealous. Are, are are we are we going to start talking about you know monetization? Ah, uh, that's exactly that a, what I was about to discuss. Because that's wonderful. Because yeah. guess who just showed up? Uh, who? Who? Oh, oh hey. Hi. Hey, Thais. The tear eater. Yes, yes. I, I, this is definitely the topic that I was waiting for. What makes me so angry is Cash Shop yeah, and the so, way that they are ruining it. Uh, let's, so then let's, let's do this. First of all, welcome, Thais. It's, it's wonderful, you know, having, having you to be a part of us uh, doing well, this, this, little, this little thing here. Um, Crown Store. Do's and don'ts, okay? Because mm-hmm. let's let's uh, let's let's remind ourselves, you know, uh, as we go into this topic, all right, where we are, we are trying to to add in things here that's you know positive. We want it. We sure. want to be positive, but we also don't want to skirt around the BS. And you know, I I, I know I'm furious. Jealous, you're you're furious. Thais, obviously, you're you're furious as well. Mike, uh, you know, I I think pretty much everyone here, including uh, including Rob and Liz, you know, we're there's something about that Crown Store that really infuriates us. And and maybe Liz, I, I don't know. I think you're kind of you're you're pretty you're pretty give and take when it comes to the store, right? I won't take it seriously until they have a a, a barbershop. And so, see, Liz, that is, I, I love that you said that because. Things like that, consumable items like that, are things that people will buy in abundance that Absolutely. don't take away from the game. I'm telling you, I, I can't take it seriously until then, but I can see why they do some of the things they do. Uh, but go, go on with the... Yeah, so Liz, let me ask you. 
would you have paid a dollar to change that character's what was it chin or nose that you were having a problem with oh, my, that you yeah, had made chin. and you spent hours making you, would you have paid a hundred crowns a dollar to be able to go back and open up your customization thing and I'd read more <laughs> I mean I'd that's the kind more. of concept that you know that we're looking at here is Right. Who in their right mind would not pay a dollar to be able to go back in? I mean, Rob, how many of your characters have you <laughs> killed off? I know. But the thing is about <laughs> that is that, okay, are you going to have to pay a dollar every single time you want to change a physical element? What if you happen to not like that? What if you just want to test it out? Well, so they've got to start thinking about that. Yeah. yeah like, now, you really do I, it, need a preview. It, it should be like a, a barbershop, like what, again, World of Warcraft had, where when you use it, we'll say it costs 100 crowns. Okay, that's fine. Um you you buy like a for a hundred crowns a dollar a ticket okay when you use it you go into the character customization and you can play with it and change anything you wanted et cetera et cetera but until you hit confirm you don't use that ticket right so yeah. like you can play right, with you it see the you can look at the character go okay this is what I like confirm and then the ticket disappears if you hit cancel the ticket stays in your inventory you can play with it later. Let's. Yeah. I want to. I want to turn the attention over to to Thais just for a second because I, I Thais, I don't think you have a whole lot of time, and I know I know you've got something you wanna you wanna get out there. So, do's and don'ts when it comes to the Crown Store, and then let's have let's have Thais start off the uh, the conversation. What what should they do, and what have you seen in the past that you don't think was right, and what should should they not do in the future, and and plus any other comments you want to make on monetization. What they definitely shouldn't do is use the cash up in a way that damages the game for its players, which would be what they did with the glass armor. Putting it so quickly into the cash shop makes it so difficult for the players to be able to make anything of it themselves. Mm -hmm. all, the, all the farming that people did and all that is now wasted. That is not how you should be using it. And I definitely agree with putting a barber shop in because if that was in the game, I would make Ag drop $50 for me to change to an Argonian, but I'm stuck as a Breton. <laughs> that, Sounds like I'm buying crowns. Yeah, right? You, you would be if that was there. And there's probably so many people who would see that as being the, the, the perfect thing to do. More, more ways to customize how your character looks. Like if I, even though I'm a Breton, if I could deck myself out in nothing but Argonian gear because it's in the cash shop, again, I'd be making ag buy more crowns. Would can, can I ask you a question here? Because I know you love cosmetics. The current cosmetic system in the game with the costumes is just terrible. I agree. Would you buy slots like they did for Rift where it was cosmetic slots mm. where you could Damn, buy a wardrobe? Yes, thank you. Yeah. God, yes. <laughs> Sorry, I know you asked her. Would, would, would that be something you would pay? Like you Hell could yeah. literally buy... Like, it would allow you to do a, a, um, a cosmetic mm -hmm. slot for every armor. One of the main points of a cash shop is making it so that the players can customize their characters more. That is the best way to use it. Make it so that you're more of an individual. You can mix and match everything. You can have all the costume slots. Make everything dialable. Make every piece dialable on different, the different planes on the armor. Mm -hmm. So everything is different. Taking the cash shop and making it so that you're damaging your players is not what you want to do. You don't want to make your, everyone angry if you go to this model. You want it to be so that people are happy with the choices that they have in the shop, which nobody is. They're, they're doing nothing but hurting the economy and their players are angry and it's not mm -hmm. what you want to do. Who here has unsubbed to the game as a result of the nonsense going on in the cash shop? Can we get like a, just a roll call of names here? I, I have. subbed uh, after... Uh, 
uh, jealous of myself's uh, Twitter conversation because <laughs> you know what? If you're going to want to play this game as a pay-to-play, which is fine, mm-hmm. and you're going to give us crap in the crown store and I'm accumulating 5,000 crowns, there is no reason for me to continue to give you my money without have, seeing a benefit from it. So yep. when Arsenium drops, I will pay the crowns to get Arsenium mm-hmm. and I will play that way. And you had better have something really awesome in that crown store for me to want to need to go and get more crowns or resub. But you right. know, the chat even room the is stuff today that I saw, you know, the uh, what is it here? The da, 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 the scarecrow the polymorphs. Yeah. yeah, that scarecrow polymorph looks awesome. But because I'm so, you know, I'm going to be holding my checkbook close to my to my heart now saying, OK, I need to have crowns to get Arsenium. Guess what? I'm not spending those crowns on your Scarecrow Polymorph. So you lost transactions. Yeah. As much as I hate to say this, I, I've i been stretching myself, trying to figure out what in what have I experienced in this game this entire summer that's been worth my $15 a month. I can't, I honestly can't answer that question. All, for all intents and purposes, I should not be subscribed to this game at all. I still am, but I should not be. Because I completely agree with what you're saying. I can buy the DLC that I want in the crown store. And other things as well. You know, that that's there. If I wanted, I could I could buy it. Uh you know, I really don't care about the the perks that, that I'm getting as as a subscriber. No. They've I made really it so don't. easy with the grinds and you know the lowering this experience needed and increasing this experience. That you know that ten percent experience gain or the ten percent uh, increase in crafting, oh isn't yeah, the worth crafting it. doesn't matter, especially you know, if, for us it, who already are maxed out. Or the fact that you know, oh, that's right. There's no reason to do Ritz anymore. Oh yeah. You know, uh, a third was it the the cost of getting any of the glass armor pieces is now one third on the uh, guild traders of what it was prior to that happening. And you falling. Know, and and fall, falling. Yeah, it's, it's down yeah. in the region of fifty thousand right now. You know, it I'm, was I'm quarter seeing- of a million. I'm seeing individual pieces, just the fragments. When they were originally going, they were going for almost 50K a fragment. They're down to about 11K. That's a huge Jesus. drop in frag, and it's dropping daily. Like, yeah. I seen a guy who was trying to sell like eight of them for 10K each, you know, 80K. People were not, buy- he was in, cra- or in uh, Mournhole an hour and a half. I'm like, if, if he would have done that a few, you know, like before the thing came out, they had been gone before he even finished typing his whisper. Yeah. You know, and, and it's hilarious because what they did well when they put the experience scrolls in, because it was a consumable for a short period of time. So if you wanted them, you had to keep buying more, or you had to find a crafter or become a crafter and a fisherman. You know, I yeah. make boat on that right now. And how many of our guildies? I've given away sixty plus uh, Sigic Ambrosias. You know, to guild members, just for you know being guild members, you know, it, it's like what kills yeah. me over this thing, and, and I'm really getting angry now because I'm thinking about it. So if I lose my mind, you know, I apologize. I'm really going to rein myself in. Um, so I'm really going to try and be a gentleman about this. But what kills Let me? The hate fill you. <laughs> <laughs> what kills me about this? Is that, you know, in regards to the barbershop, okay, you've got a freaking gold mine with this idea on the barbershop. This is not a new idea. 
it has been suggested time and time again, since even before the game was even launched, why this game launched without a barbershop boggles the mind, okay? And then now that we have a crown store, which I could tear that goddamn thing out of the game if I really could. I wish I could because it, I feel like it's really ruining. It's ruining, mm-hmm. ruining this game, all right? This game has, should be a subscription-only game. Because that is the best experience that you can get. You wanna, you wanna, you know, put a crown store in there for certain things. Fine, okay, I get it. But now you're you're offering DLC into the game, which is basically miniature, chopped up versions of an expansion. And you're telling people, don't give us money every single month. Just wait six months until we drop this DLC, then give us money. So you're forcing people to unsubscribe from your game. And you've got this brilliant damn idea of having a barbershop that you could put in the game and you could monetize. And that's not going to screw up PvP, PvE, Uh dungeons, your reward system, your crafting. You killed crafting. Good job, Zoss. You freaking killed crafting. Amen. You freaking killed crafting. What the hell is the matter with you? Really, honestly, think to yourself. In the beginning of this game, when you dropped this game, you said, okay, that crafting was going to be a way in which you can gear up, that it's a way that you can, you can gear up your character and progress to the end level. And then you pull this nonsense out there where you've got the, the Dwemer motif should not, I'm sorry, but that should not be in the store either. It should be a Mark of honor on your character. Hey, guys, I'm wearing the Dwemer motif crafting style all over my body. And you should be freaking heralded as a god because you did well, that. I think grind. that it should be in there now because glass dropped. And that's the thing is that when your newest one comes out, put it in there for 50 bucks. You know, that way you've had six months to get the Dwemer. You know, now it's okay. If you want to, you know, to get it, then fine. The fact that it was three why does, weeks. Why does any of it have days, to be in the store? You know, that glass armor should not have been in the store until January. None of it should be in the store. Why, why, why go in the store in the first place? I don't understand I why it's there. Yeah. I, I don't agree that just because it's in the game, it needs to go in the store. Thank you. Let the yeah. players have to fight for something because that's what makes a game fun. Can I also add one thing to just piggyback off the east here? This is something that really annoyed me. Mounts in, in, and pets in the in the thing. I don't mind them in there. Okay, but they said on ESO Live they have no plans to ever add another mount into the game outside of the crown store. Like, ever. I don't want anything in the crown store that branches out of your character. Everything in the crown store should be like dyeable costumes or uh, new hair packs, race changes, barbershops, things that do. Yeah, things yeah. that do not touch you or affect you in any way. But when you start putting in crafting materials, even mm-hmm. XP scrolls, you know, and motifs, that's more on the line of, okay, now it's touching the actual game. It's touching the surface, and it's not just touching your personal character and your look. I, and that's where it's wrong. I don't have an issue. I don't have an issue with the game not being not being subscription, okay? Rodrigo in the chat room is saying, you know, I, I understand wanting it to be subscription, but if it was, I wouldn't be able to play it. I think the current model that they've got right now is is pretty decent, okay, as a as a good hybrid. I really think that it, the best model would be subscription, but there's that's a huge barrier to entry for a lot of people. So I get why it's not there anymore. All right, you got to buy the game, and then you've got this crown store. But that crown store, it's well, featuring for- stuff in there. That glass motif should not have hit when it did. 
It was yeah. it was wrong. It was wrong. Jeez. It was absolutely well, for wrong. Poor Rodrigo. I gotta say this. It's because he's in a different country. That's another thing they need to do. I know it, it's a pain in the butt when you're going to this uh, subscription. You gotta standardize it based on the economy you're going into, right? Because in his economy, he's essentially paying the equivalent of like forty dollars a month because of just what his dollar is is rated compared to ours. You have other games have done this. Rift have, has actually scaled, and I just noticed this. They scaled their patron rewards or whatever it is based on uh, the different uh, like the prices change depending whether or not you're using the U.S. dollar. The, the euro, the pound, various other things. They went and looked at it and said, this is what we want it to be. We want it to be X dollars a month, and we're going to change it. The the the, the <laughs> currency that's out there. Yeah. Um, I've got uh, uh, the unofficial Elder Scrolls pages in the chat room today. They're, they're saying something that, I, that I'm trying to touch on as well. I would prefer for there to be entirely unique content in the store, maybe low level or basic shortcut gear, but it devalues both the in-game money and the items in the store if they aren't mutually exclusive. So I I think that hits the nail on the head. Have have things in the store that uh, see now I wouldn't go with the, the low store. level gear, but <laughs> They need to add to both the store and the game, though. When when you're just playing your credit card statement and not the game to get rewards, that's a problem. I yeah. think that's what happens the most when they start adding the cash out, is that they focus more on the cash out than the game. Because mm -hmm. all of the thinking about that, how can we make money, not how can we make the players happy? thing is, and, and, and I've had discussions with people, we all know that the buy-to-play, free-to-play makes money. It does, because people drop money like crazy on this. But here's the thing, though. Is it worth driving away your player base with overly shady and kind of th these moves here, which we've all talked about? Obviously, the motif, uh, especially the glass, was a cash grab. We can all agree with that. They made it insanely difficult to get. Like insanely grindy, okay. RNG out days. the butt, yeah. RNG out the butt, insanely grindy. You could collect ten fragments, hopefully. Like you, and they time gate it too, because even if you have all eight crafters maxed out, like all eight characters, it's only twenty four chances a day. And I know you're thinking twenty four chances, but at least with the Dwemer, you could make a rotation. That's what I did. I made a rotation. I could run all day and farm because I made a map that I could hit each one, and I wasn't time gated at all by going I'm out of quest to do that might give me this they time gated you okay and they made it insanely difficult and then waited three weeks they waited for people it wasn't even like they waited six months down the road when people are like well I have most of it already or I farmed most of it they waited for the people to be sitting there with the the beaker hair standing straight up bug eye going how am I ever going to complete this kind of like how most people thought when crafting first came out with the researching, how am I ever going to read? This is going to take six months to research. Well, guess what? Yeah. People done it. I've done it. Oh my God. If they put that into the crown store where you can buy, you know, a one day re you know, learning skill. <laughs> oh, well, the, way things are, the way things are going right now, I'm almost expecting it. I'll tell you what else yeah. I'm almost expecting. I, I, I'm going to make a prediction right now within six months. Go for it. Within six months, you're going to be able to buy packs of five or 10 Rosin, dreg waxes, and tempering alloys. That is what I believe is going to happen. 
Well, if we're talking predictions, I can tell you with the season gear coming in Orsinium, soon after that you'll get the last season's gear coming out onto the Crown Store. Yes. And then they've already said they're putting Zifkin motif on. Yeah, so they'll start yep. putting the last season on there. So those who've been talking like, oh, it doesn't matter, it's only cosmetic so far. I'll be interested to see the reviews, reviews when they suddenly realize gear's going on there. Now, it won't be best in the slot because it'll be the last season, but it's still going to be pretty <laughs> high quality, pretty damn close. And then eventually, uh, when they'll finally suddenly, it'll finally click to these people what the problem is, there's going to be gear from the last season that is, in fact, still best in slot despite the new season turning up. And yeah, it will still be sold in the crown store. And at some point, maybe the, the bells will ring in everyone's heads and they'll realize, oh my God, this has got out of hand. Because at the moment, they're just letting it move on and on. And as you all say, the crown store is just, they're just again, it's just careless and sloppy work what they're putting on there, trying to make, make a buck. Like you said, mm -hmm. when they put the barber store on, the barber store not only doesn't take anything from the game, it enhances everyone's game. And for the RP community, it's an amazing addition. So it actually, it's a crown store item, which is good for the game. It and you benefits the game. Whereas everything else they put in there is taken away. Even the mounts, by not putting any unique mounts in the game, the crown store has taken away an aspect of the game that other games have had. You know, going for that grind or farm to try and get that unique mount. It's not a big deal to many people, but to some it is, and that's taken from the game. The glass motifs now been put in there, that's taken away from the game for the crafters. End game for PvE is already dead and buried. End game for solos, well, they've been complaining for ages, Ossinium's their only hope now. At the moment, there's no end game for anyone, and they're just sitting there. This, this crown store is pretty much the only content we've got left. Uh, the only end game for anyone's PvP until they offer Emperor in the Crown Store. Well, that's not end game either because everyone's got people who've got champ points who are ruining PvP. So there's no end game for the average Joe there either. <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> All right, um, I want to I want to jump on Rob and then and then Liz. Uh, yeah. Guys, you two, give me. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Give me your 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 final thoughts or your your uh, your your final remarks in regards to the Crown Store do's and don'ts, Rob, and then Liz. All right, with the with the Crown Store, the do's. Um, essentially, what they need to do is that they said little convenience items. Okay. Uh, to be perfectly honest, I mean, I can't honestly think of, of of anything that that's convenience because because if there's something that i want in the game i'm actually gonna go out there and freaking play the game and get it right okay um but stuff like we talked about the barbershop i i hit on this so you know so many times on the on our freaking podcast how many digital characters would have been saved had they just put a damn barbershop in this game i deleted a freaking vr3 because i didn't like her goddamn cheeks <laughs> <laughs> that's true <laughs> i mean for for crying out loud it's just like uh, you know or character slot expansion i mean you just deleted one so that you yes. could so that you it's, could play with us on your on, yeah. on our new characters i think I, the the whole point of the of the of this particular conversation is that zas has been given many many different alternative things that they could monetize that we'd be okay with and it hasn't been done and yet what they do is they monetize something in the game like this glass motif stuff, all right, that should not have been monetized and has had an adverse effect on on the game, on crafters. And and you know what's been done about it? Nothing. The community outcry has been has been quite large and they still have not done anything about it. It's been that way for over a week at least that I know of, probably about 2 weeks or more. And nothing has been done about it. No matter how hard we, we, we complain about it, no matter how loud we scream about it, nothing is being done about it. 
That is what infuriates me about this particular subject. And yet, since before the game came out, there were these things that, you know, hey, you could add to the game. That would be a lot of fun. It's like the barbershop. Like you're saying, add in another, add in another, uh, buy another uh, slot there for your character. Uh, equipment and bag space and whatnot. And yes, I know it's in the game, but they could do a better job with it. And it's not being monetized properly. And yet they that put is this one thing, thing that there. they did put in that was good, I believe. Is that end level, you know, bag and bank slates yes. there because they're, you know, I mean, how many hundreds and they should thousands? prorate it though. They really should prorate it based on on where uh, you're going to use it. If it's yeah, a can you imagine slot versus your spending, first slot? Yeah, come on, first slot when it's like ten gold. Oh my goodness, I'd kill myself. <laughs> so Liz, do's and don'ts, and when it comes to the the uh, the the crown store. And you can give us one thing they should do, one thing they should not do, in in your opinion. What do you think? Okay, what they should do before anything. No, okay, what they should not do is do anything else besides put in a barbershop. It. We've already got a barbershop in the game. When you create your freaking character, I don't understand why they can't do this. That it, I'm, it's ridiculous. And uh, what they what else they should do is they should add. I know we've said it before. We'll say it again. I know they're not listening. Is is add character uh, the diable costumes? Diable costumes. You you can have people spend money on dyes. I don't care. I know it's it's an achievement not thing achievement in the game dies. right now. But you know what? Have ones that actually you know are the color that that you actually pick instead of you know how they do it now on cloth. I don't like that. I know a lot of people that are into RP thing. They like that. They want everybody to be all drab and stuff. I get it. Eh, whatever. But they need to also add the character the the costume slots for every single piece that you are wearing. For the love of God, that is a gold mine. Yeah. Oh my God. And and Liz, that's perfect. What you were just saying there. If they add in the like that you could purchase cosmetic slots okay like you could purchase like full cosmetic outfits but then you know what another game does uh, guild wars 2 it allows you to buy transmutation charges that allow you to like copy the appearance of one item over oh another. my god yes if yes! they just sold those for crowns like here here's five of them for 500 crowns or whatever that allows you to change five the look of five pieces of your armor to like another piece. So say you have that ugly monster helm you don't like, but you have a crafted helm. Just go, okay, I'm going to use one of these transmutation charges to give my monster helm the look of this. So it has all the same stats, but the look. Guild Wars yeah. 2 monetizes that, and people buy that almost all the time. Because anytime they get a new app, they go, oh, I really want, oh, I need a transmutation oh, a charge. Idea. Yeah, that's only a dollar, I'll buy it. Actually, yeah. I would make it a very, very, very rare drop at the end of Dungeons. Because it's not hurting the game, it's a transmutation slot. You well, can do it I, both. You yeah, can do it in the game yeah, from dungeon from the end of dungeons, like they did with glass. The- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I two things that, that I think that they could put in the crown store that wouldn't hurt the game. One being a copy of your character, so that you could say, you know what, I want to play on PS3 for the next month. You know, here's ten dollars to copy my character to my PS3 account or my Xbox account or the North American to the European server you, or vice versa. I agree. And then the World other one would be make tons of money from server transfers and and server swaps and and uh, faction changes. Tons of money. Entire guilds would, would do scissors that. that they could put scissors in there where you could trip, trim away areas of the or of your costume or your gear, so you could have boob windows again. Oh, <laughs> thank you. That's, a, that's a good idea. I like. Yeah, that. I like that. 
Thank you. Let's do that. I don't yeah. like the sleeves on my ca- on my shirt. Cut the sleeves off. I'm All right. Look at you selling sex. So so here, just to spin slightly off of monetization in a different way, maybe thinking about it in a different way. Okay, what what do you think can be done to increase the value of the subscription? Because that's where the lifeblood of the game is. You know, we can we can buy. I don't think they're going to be. I don't think they're going to be paying the bills on on DLC if it comes out once every three to six months. I just don't think that's paying the bills over there at Zoss. All right, the subscription is their their bread and butter. If it wasn't, they wouldn't be offering it. Clearly, they want to subscribe to the game. It'd be a wonderful idea, but people are leaving left and right. In my, from what I can see anyway, people are leaving left and right. Maybe I'm wrong. I'm sure maybe their metrics say something completely different. I'm sure when you go on to, you know, some Twitch partnered streamer uh, that they love shouting out who does nothing but PvP, uh, they would say something different, which is another thing that drives me out of my mind that <laughs> they, they focus on people who play uh, a very tiny portion of their game and they, their focus is like five people that play an extremely tiny portion of their game. That get paid to play their game. That get paid yeah. to play their game. I mean, does that not sound like <laughs> that should not be there, that should not exist? Like, what the hell is the community team doing? That's like a specific news channel that has a set of bloggers that make up blog posts, and then they refer to that blog post, and now it becomes news. Fox can like news? can that just can that possibly stop in some way? Like, can the community team focus on the entirety of the community as well? That that might be, well, you know, something nice. No, they're that... not going to do that because they already canceled the uh, Town Crier and the um, what's the other one? Town Crier and the Chronicle. Yeah. Yep. Those were fantastic. No, they canceled those. Too much work. Too much work to have one intern read an RSS feed once a week. Mm. Yeah. Real it, it, podcast. It's... Podcasts were something they were loving and giving all their support to when angry joe was posting those reviews and everybody was being so negative about the game and we were the only people supporting the game and sticking around and now that the game's popular and comfortable you know go to the twitch streamers because twitch is making the money to be fair that one intern could be making something for the crown star i mean we're 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 here right now okay you can't tell me that i mean Zoss follows both of our Twitter accounts. Mm-hmm. They do. Okay. You can't tell me they're completely unaware of the fact that this is going on right now. Did we get oh, a retweet? Did, was there a retweet done? At the very least, someone from the community team should have been like, oh, I'm on Twitter because, you know, I care about what the streamers are saying. And, and oh, look, Tales of Tamriel and Elder Scrolls Off the Record are doing a thing. Let me just hit this one button right here that could make all the difference. Yeah, I do it by accident all the time. Right. I, I, you mean I to tell me you couldn't trip over your freaking phone <laughs> and like accidentally retweeted by accident somehow, you know, you could, that we're doing this? No, they don't want to do that because we're not, you know, uh, throat deep in their pelvis like some other people apparently are. <laughs> now, okay, I'm going to play devil, not devil's advocate, but I'm going to look at it this way. Dangerous what advocate. if? Uh, well, <laughs> I am a peon at work, and I will always be a peon at work. And I'm I'm told to do certain things from higher ups all the time. Like, okay, say um, I remember somebody was working at uh, Chick Fil A, and they were saying, you know, the way we have to interact with customers, we're never allowed to say uh, "you're welcome." We have to say "my pleasure." Now, this could be an order from up above, even the community teams. What if they're saying, "Hey, you know what? We're going to focus on these guys. Just fo- focus on these guys, and don't worry." about anybody else don't do it 
Well, no matter where it comes from, it's it, the the problem is this disease that that it looks like exists in the community team and in the 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 looks like the management and the development of the game is that it's completely short sighted. Okay, it's fun to sit there for three hours and watch someone you know apply lipstick to their face and pretend to play <laughs> PvP. But, you know, damn it all, it's really hard to have the attention span to sit down for two hours and listen to a radio show dedicated to your game at where it's segmented. Uh, I, sorry if that's a real big problem, but, you know, like you might have to actually do that as part of the community team. Like that is part of your job and you're not doing your job because there's other people in this community that have important things to say. And you may want to trip over one of them every now and again because you're losing subscriptions. And that's what I'm trying to point over to you right now is how can we, how, how would we feel more incentivized or feel like the subscription is more valued? What can they do to make value to their subscription? Let's start with the Jealous. Uh, Jeff in chat made a great one and I wanted to touch on it because he did say it. Reinstating the loyalty program that they had before that would definitely make people want to resub what i mean to get unique mounts and rewards and pets and things like that i mean that would be one thing to to make people go wow i'm also getting something else for subscribing yeah you've been sub for six months here's the like they had before here's the ith wraith pet or here's something for you to have for being for supporting us and being here with us the whole time that's that something and nice. also more more xp for the xp gain that's my personal i'm just throwing it out there I mean, it, makes, <laughs> it, it makes perfect sense because i mean do i pull the ice wraith pet out you know every day no but you know what whenever i open up my collections and i see it there it's it's kind of nice you know oh yeah i have that thing it's such a I good ride feeling. that tiger every day, and when people ask me where I got it, I said I was subbed to this game before uh, you know they ruined it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> thanks, Ivar. Uh, thanks, Ag. Now, now I have Holy Diver stuck in my head. <laughs> Holy Diver. Holy Diver. <laughs> ride Here's the one tiger. Thing. Here's one thing, but I know that they won't do it: is lock down your um, uh, public test server. Only subscription-based mm -hmm. members oh. can use it. But, oh, that's right. We no longer pay in this industry to have interns or you know co-ops come in and play the game for twenty hours a day at minimum wage just to get experience, you know, to do that kind of play testing. What do you so, think? You know, uh, I'm sorry, you know, get rid of it so that you have to have a subscription in order to play test. How about um, all items in the Crown Store are just accessible to you? Like until you unsub and then it it they're not available. Like they'd be added to your your uh, thing just like the um, oh, crud. And they're just added the, to your collection. The, the DLC, yeah, it's added to the collection. Says because of ESO plus. But then if you unsub, you have to in order to ride that mount or pull out that pet or whatever, you have to purchase with crowns. Oh, right, but, bucks for the glass motif. Great, yeah, I'll do that. Is there anyone right, but, here who does not love this game still? I I love this game. It's, I love this game. Okay. It's it's just been very hard to log on recently. Right. Well, I get that we're we're upset, but I, I just want to throw that question Probably out. Probably me. They, they. I I am on the fence about this game because this game right now makes me so angry with the route that it is going. Hmm. I don't like it at all. For I, me, yeah. they would have to do a lot to make me resub because. 
there's just there's just not enough. I like Endgame. There's no Endgame, yeah. and I yeah. I want options to change my race, which every other game has. They don't have it. Loyalty is now out the window. Why? Why would I want to continue? They need to do more. Get back to your players. Don't just do everything for the money. That's uh, uh, that's what kills me about cash shops. When you when you do everything for the money, people get sick and tired of it, and they won't spend money. The thing is, if you don't appear to be greedy, and I know your business, I really do. I understand. Yeah. If you didn't make money, you wouldn't be able to run the servers. I understand these things. It's not that I don't, but these over-aggressive cash shop things that are ruining the game make people like me not want to sub, not want to buy crowns, not even really want to play. And that's a good bit of money you're losing. Like you're turning away players who are long-term players. All of us here, um, have been with this game since practically the very start. It, it, some of us have been here before that. First public beta? For yeah, you know, exactly. Avarwin yeah. was alpha. No, oh, yeah. I was I was alpha too. I was I was yeah, uh, way early where it was something that it was just like we under the NDA, we weren't allowed to talk to play the same zone for mm-hmm. months and months to help test oh, yeah. we were here from the very beginning because we love the game and avar when you and i we were talking on the phone earlier today and i had mentioned and i know you had said the same thing when talking about love for this game it's difficult and i'm torn personally because i'm 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 in love with tamriel that's what i'm in love with it's like my second favorite fantasy universe you can, nothing can beat Middle Earth, but that's beside the point. I won't play Lotro because it's a cash-ridden mess, but, you know, it's... If this game were just another MMO, I wouldn't play it. It's because it's in Tamriel is why I play this game. Yeah. But the way that they're making this game is it's making me hate logging on. The game... But it leaves such a bad taste in my mouth after I'm done playing it, I feel dirty. I feel like I have to go take a shower after I play the game. <laughs> well, let me Just, let me uh, let me let me let me say this. All right, I love this game, and there hasn't been a moment when I have been playing the game and I haven't said and I've looked around legitimately. All right, this actually happened to me earlier today too, as I was getting prepared for this show and thinking about you know uh, with the the conversation and whatnot that we we may want to take. Um. I was playing a low level, I'm playing a low level Daggerfall Covenant character who's a dragon knight and I I just looked around and I said God help me, I still love this game. I absolutely love it. I love it for everything that it is. And what aggravates me is that the things that are really frustrating me, infuriating me. Okay, between the politics with the with the uh the community team the lackluster direction going on with the development team in in regards to it looks like they're developing for just the cash shop. Uh, this whole this whole thing with glass and whatnot. On and on and on and on and on. Okay, I, I feel like I'm not rewarded when I play a dungeon. I feel like a horse's ass when I play PvP, despite the fact that I am. <laughs> um, I still have that moment every single time I log in where I sort of just a little bit fall in love with the game all over again. There's this game is absolutely gorgeous. It's so much fun. It's engrossing. The the combat is amazing. 
The storylines are, you know, they're hit or miss, but a lot of them are written very, very well in comparison to the rest of the MMOs that are out there. This game is fantastic. And I, I forget to purposefully remind myself because it's so easily to unintentionally remind myself when it's just in front of me. Well, I think the first thing we're going to see here is in November, how the populace changes because with Bethesda releasing Fallout 4, you know, mm-hmm. Bethesda fans, how many of them are going to stay in ESO versus migrate to that game? Hey, and that was my God, point in the chat And God help you when Elder Scrolls 6 comes out. Because yep. oh, yeah. you better believe this will be a ghost town for yeah. months. You know, I will be one of the first ones to be like, okay, I'll see you guys in six months, you know. You know, to the rest of the guildies, because I will be playing Elder Scrolls Six. <laughs> Goodbye to the rest of the world. I'll be playing Elder Scrolls Six. Yeah. Oh man! Well, yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Um, I listen. I know we're getting a bit on with uh with with the discussion. Um, I I think we we've hit on pretty much everything and anything that kind of makes sense here. Is there anything that anyone else can think of that maybe we should spend some time on? Okay. Wait. No, I don't know about spending time, but I, I reminded myself to remind you to correct yourself on the Malachite shard drops. Oh, and I'm telling Tales of Tamriel, that's how you pronounce it as well. <laughs> it's Malachite. Yes, yes. Um, yes, I do understand. Yeah, there were there were two uh, there were two uh, large mistakes that I made in the last in the last episode of Elder Scrolls Off the Record. Um, I forgot to to say that you can get Malachite shards in chests outside of the Imperial City. Uh, there was also something else too. Um, Ten thousand um, uh, gold pieces versus twenty-five thousand gold pieces. Oh right, yeah, the uh, yeah 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 that thing that you need in order to to um, potion. Right, put the uh, fragments together in order to get the chapter and possibly the book. Yeah, it, it actually dropped from from twenty-five thousand gold to ten thousand gold. I, I that's about where I think it needs to be, but it could be lower. I think. Honestly, around seven to eight thousand would be about perfect. Uh, I don't know if you see how many. <laughs> a lot of other people besides you and I of Arwen have way more gold than we do. A lot more gold, so it's really not that big of a deal. I don't think. That's a good point. Honestly. Yeah, fair point. I mean, Zephan was saying, "Yeah, I'm poor right now." I'm like, "Well, how much do you have?" I have three hundred thousand. <laughs> I have three thousand. <laughs> So, yeah. So you need a loan, is what you're saying. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, anything else? I charge two hundred percent interest rate. <laughs> uh, R- Rob, uh, anything else that you wanna you wanna throw out there? Uh, no, I, no, I I got nothing. All right. The only thing I was gonna say was obviously when you asked about if anyone loved the game. I mean, I don't, but I've never been. Hu- I'm not a huge passionate. Elder Scrolls person, so I didn't come to this game because I had some massive love for the lore or anything like that. And I, 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 I treat this game as a modern MMO, and anyone who's listened to Tales knows that I'm not a huge fan of modern MMOs anyway. But I enjoyed the game, and I still enjoyed the game despite all the flaws we're complaining about. What keeps you in it? Be, um, because it's just, it's just as far as modern day MMOs go, it's just solidly made. I enjoy the combat in it. I enjoy the dungeons that they've done. I, I enjoy all the components they put in to make this game so i don't play this for any passion love for the law or anything like that uh, i play it because as far as i'm concerned there isn't anything better out there at the moment 
um, for my tastes. I've done Final Fantasy XIV. I used to play Rift, did Lord of the Rings Online. I've gone through a lot of MMOs in my time. And I'm not really expecting to find a long-term home here. So, Because, again, modern MMOs just aren't really designed for that, as far as I'm concerned. And uh, so I don't think they've got, while the game will still exist, I don't think they've got any grand plans beyond when Elder Scrolls Six comes out anyway. Because yeah. um, modern MMOs are done to make as much money as possible, hence the cash yeah. shop going for everything it can. Um, but yeah, despite that, and despite that it is a modern MMO, which I'm not a huge fan of in general, I think it's one of the best ones out there, which is why I'm happily still here and I'm still playing it. Even with the angry things that the crowd store is doing, I just treat it as a game I can casually play. And it is a casual modern MMO. It is what it is. I want to, I, I want to end off with uh, just going around the table um, and uh, everyone just, just please uh, remember just say one thing or, or, you know, whatever it is that something that something that keeps you in the game, the reason why you still play the game, the reason why you love the game. Um, and let's, let's start with these. Oh, she actually just walked out. Let's start with the Nordling. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Agelis, go ahead. Yes. Um, it's obviously the, the, the lore of the game, the setting, the, the way that I feel like things that they've added into the game that do make it feel like an Elder Scrolls game, such as stealing and things like that, that aren't available in other games. It does have a unique feel in that regard. And other MMOs as of right now just don't have that. And uh, the deep, rich lore is what really keeps me here in this game. And the God Rays. Gotta love those God Rays. <laughs> uh, what about you, Mike? What keeps you in Elder Scrolls Online? Uh, I definitely would have to say the community that we have created as podcasters, you know, between us, Tales of Tamriel, uh, some of the other podcast communities that I interact with, you know, the fans that we get to interact with, uh, the graphics on the game. I love the art style that they chose, uh, the combat. There's times when it's very frustrating and challenging, but you know, it's not like, you know, one shotting with an arrow like it was in Skyrim. And then just the fact that it is an Elder Scrolls, you know, game. Uh, if this was any other franchise, you know, I wouldn't be playing it. Uh, and, um, you know, my wonder is, you know, right now we have a ga- uh, podcast series called Classic Elder Scrolls. And, you know, we're going back to Daggerfall, I believe, in a couple of weeks here. You know, will there be that kind of love for ESO in 12, 15, 20 years that people still have for arena and Daggerfall and you know all of those games uh rob and then liz what keeps you in elder scrolls online to be perfectly honest um first and foremost our community i'm gonna echo what mike says it is our community i'm not gonna say the elder scrolls online community it is our community of gamers our close-knit family uh is why i play this game um, secondly, yes, the, uh, the, the God rays are, uh, impressive, uh, as are the, uh, the Imperial abdominals. <laughs> and Liz. I like to play it because I like showing off that I'm actually a good healer for once. So you feel, yeah, okay, I get what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm actually glad that I finally found, um, a, a style I like. I think I'm a good healer and I like to prove that and I like to, uh, better myself that way that's why even if like one person dies i'm like ah and of course you're Liz, you know, it's, it's usually okay. me well yeah but i still i'm like even with that's that challenge, fault. you are a challenge and that's what's fun to me because i'm like i want to be that good that even when he's being that dumb standing in that dumb red stuff i can heal through it <laughs> you know 
I, I, I'm, I'm cocky like that. So, I want to be. I want to be that good. So it'd be Sometimes fair to I say. I do it just on purpose now. <laughs> so it'd be fair to too, say actually. that uh, the well, the guys, uh, the I, gameplay. I have to go. So I wanted to say thank you for letting me join you. Well, oh, thanks. Thanks for being here, Thais. It was, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Yep. I have to jump off too, but thank you guys so much. I'm sorry we have to cut it a little short right at the end here, but uh, it, no, but. it's it's all good. You guys, uh, <laughs> we're about to close it out anyway. Uh, just with uh, Avi, I don't think we got your thoughts. Uh, yeah. Well, the reason I come back to the game is simply Tamriel. You know, Tamriel is my home away from home, and it's the mm-hmm. place that makes me happy and puts a smile on my face, and it's the one place I get to explore Tamriel with my friends is ESO. So that's why I'm here. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, our dear listeners, thank you so much for tuning into our one crossover, our first crossover episode, an honest look at Elder Scrolls Online. I want to thank the cast of Tales of Tamriel, as well as uh, my host from Elder Scrolls Off the Record. Guys, I know we've, we, we've, uh, we got our hands dirty in a lot of things in the discussion of this game, okay? Uh, it was a no-holds-barred discussion on the good, the bad, and the ugly, and I'm glad we had it. Uh, hopefully, uh, the listeners uh, enjoyed it. I know the uh, it looks like we we've got some uh, some some great information here coming from um, uh, the live stream chat room as well. Uh, so big, huge thanks to all uh, all of our um, our chat room uh, uh, dwellers for hanging out with us. Um, this game is it's on a it's on a diff, it's on a bad direction a direction I think a lot of people just don't agree with but that doesn't mean that it's it's lost it doesn't mean that it's it's not worth saving and it doesn't mean that it, it doesn't take a couple of small minor little corrections in the future to have this thing go completely in a different direction and make things so much better morale so much better um it really just doesn't take much and i hope that that that's what this episode highlighted today because the things that we're talking about are not are not big they're not unfixable they're not but it is detrimental if they continues on this way and uh hopefully zas listens to this and um they take a few notes uh and hopefully we're able to to help steer the course of the game a little bit better this was meant to be eye-opening open up your eyes if you have to unsubscribe from the game in order to send a message, then damn it, do it. You can always resubscribe. I know I will be. There's no real, real lo- uh, loyalty reward program, so what do you lose? Have a good night, everyone. Good night, people. Good night. <laughs>